0: Which is like not so much the how, but the why was because I was like, I want to do this with more people. Because mm-hmm. every once in a while we would get together and we'd be like, Oh, have I told you about this? Yeah, you have. Oh, you're like, Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you know want to hear about say. it again?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, and welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan talk about book-related news and topics on a bi-weekly basis. My name is Marissa, and how are you today, Megan? Doing great. Doing great. She's got one hand on her hip. I'm just relax to
1: record. Yeah,
0: ready <laughs> to be here doing this thing. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so this one is a little bit different. Uh, whatever question we said we were going to talk about this week, we are not... Uh, Because this is kind of used in case we need an extra episode. But we also wanted to talk a little bit more about just us as readers and people and just kind of do more of an intro Yeah, uh, because,
1: you know, intros are fun and also we're cool. Yeah, we're kind (laughs) of cool. We think we're cool. And I think we've been doing this long enough. That's just nice to maybe you guys want to get to know us a bit more yeah maybe maybe, maybe. i don't hopefully know. hopefully we want
0: to get to know you so hopefully the feeling is mutual but no hard feelings if it's not yeah it's okay <laughs> i mean you've been listening to us for however <laughs> long you have so uh so we're not gonna be talking about what books we've read recently because this is a little bit like untethered in time and so we are going to be doing like kind of like an interview questionnaire almost which mm-hmm. is really fun and I'm going to start it because I usually am the one asking. I feel like I'm like more of the interviewer in our podcast. Yes, it's true. <laughs> um, But yeah. So Megan, how did we meet?
1: <laughs> Hi, Marissa. How did I meet you? <laughs> um. So I honestly, I think I remember meeting you first. So we both danced. We both danced. We yeah. both dancers. And I remember we had like this kind of creepy basement vibe in our dance studio. Oh my god. So like I didn't know where you were going for a second with that. And I was like, we why did we have a creepy basement vibe? Like what is happening? No, no, no. Like the dance studio did. Um shout out to that dance studio for scarring me. Anyways, um (laughs) I remember you sitting on one of those like old chairs that they had reading a book. Yeah. And that was probably the first time I like met you this, this is so funny because i feel like everyone who's ever met me and i'm not even
0: being like funny about it but like i i feel like they are like you had a book yeah, or you, you had a game like you, you were had playing something. your game boy yeah because i used to go to the gym and people used to recognize me from like they used to come up to me at work when i worked at i worked at a notable makeup store <laughs> and People would come up to me at work and be like, you're that girl who works out at this gym on the elliptical reading and i'd be like that's weird that's weird that but you also i guess i'm probably
1: the only person who comes to that gym and works out while reading a book <laughs> so you know what and like consistently too consistently but yeah i think it was like we were between dances yeah dance classes or it was before like our first dance of the the evening and yeah i don't know i was just like cool i don't know you might have been reading harry potter you might have been i don't know what you i don't were know reading. i don't know what it was but yeah just remember we kind of started conversation on that maybe and yeah the rest was history. What do you what was your first time that you remember so i remember seeing you around the dance studio lots
0: and i knew you from there but i remember that we actually became like friends and we knew each other so like i i feel like i just remember seeing you in class like because like i was not in the same dance class as you i was i was in the less experienced dance (laughs) class and so i'd be like oh my god they're so good look at them go not really no (laughs) and i we would like watch your classes. And so I remember doing that and like you were always like that person. Mm-hmm. And then we went to school together for a bit, but we weren't in the same class. Mm-hmm. So I like remember you and like kind of talking to you every once in a while. But it was like,
1: hey, how's it going? I actually just didn't think I was cool enough to hang out with you. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I literally, I think I didn't realize we were the same age until I noticed you at school.
0: Yeah. So like that's was <clears throat> that was like my perception of how you probably thought of me because I was in the with the younger kids. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, I was like, so I was like, oh, I'm not a dancer like them. Like that was my perception. (laughs) But then we did the Nutcracker together. Oh, yes. And that's when I remember us like actually hanging out. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I like went over to your house and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like,
1: yeah, we really bonded because we were like doing practices like. Yeah, every weekend leading up to the big thing. So yeah, we definitely got closer. I just had like a flashback of this picture of us. (laughs) And it was in grade six when we were like, kind of knew each other. But we went to this place called Crimson Lake. Yeah. And which is like, obviously a local lake in our province for people who are curious about it. But yeah, there's a picture of like a group of us. Yeah. And you have like this like yellow sweater of (laughs) our school (laughs) with our school logo on it. And like we're all just like a bunch of dorks because we're
0: just like young and
1: having fun. And we're just like lounging. And like, I don't know. I like always remember that picture of us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like my perception. But you were like the person I wanted to hang out with because you were, like, cooler than me.
1: Oh, like, that was why uh, I literally did not think I was cool.
0: I was like, here's, here's my rule for coolness. <laughs> this is nothing to do with books, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you ever thought you didn't have like a popularity status, you were kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Because if you ever thought that you didn't have a popularity status, you like, it wasn't a thought, you knew. Like, like (laughs) I've been on both sides. Yeah. And I, yeah, when you're a kid, like you don't realize when you have like a lot of friends and you're like, you're popular because you're just like, oh, just like life is good.
1: And then when you're not, you're like, life sucks and I'm (laughs) unpopular. (laughs) And so (laughs) I, okay, I was so weird, Kayla. This is story time here. Well, the next question is about us. So I feel okay, like this so, counts. It goes, so Question two. Megan, tell me about so yourself. During that time in my life when we, we were meeting each other, this is how weird I was. So would <laughs> be like a break in, break in class, whatever, recess, I don't know. I knew how to do like back bridges. Yeah. And I thought it would be funny and kind of cool if I just walked in a back bridge around the classroom, oh like kind of like a horror movie character. I don't know. It was fun because I just wanted to see if I could do it. So that's the kind of kid I was in <laughs> that grade. So I was the kid in the corner with the book. Yeah, yeah. And then I would come crawling over to you, <laughs> my You're back like hey, Marissa. And be like, what are you doing? That looks fun. You're like, teach me how to do that. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was basically sums up our friendship. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Pretty much. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So this second question is just telling me like a little bit about. So we've been friends for years. I think that that's kind of the summary yes. of that yes. <laughs> uh, and it definitely started off like more acquaintances and then at some point you were just like one of
1: my best friends we were just <laughs> always at each other's houses yeah. talking about books yeah. and doing all mostly the mostly talking about books yeah. you
0: lending me Sabriel and changing the literal brain chemistry yeah. of my brain yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah the second question is just a little bit about yourself so like tell me about like as much as you feel comfortable sharing I guess like about a job or interests and hobbies and stuff that you have outside of books
1: sure so yeah I'm a nurse that's 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 the end of (laughs) that so I'm actually like pretty proud of like I'm an operating room nurse and I think that's like pretty cool it is pretty cool I enjoy telling people that if we like talk about my job and like I don't know, everyone, everyone seems pretty interested in that. I obviously don't do it justice when I talk about it, so I'm not gonna like go into details or anything like that. Like, it's cool. I like my job, and I'm and I feel like I'm good at it. Um, not to brag or anything. Um, <laughs> what else do I like? Dance. We've talked about dance. I really, mm-hmm. I like, grew up dancing a lot. Um, ballet, jazz. Those are lyrical. Those are kind of the typical ones that I yeah. like. Um, I do enjoy playing video games, who kind of mentioned that a few times on here, mm-hmm. and board games are like a big part of like my f- like friendships and relationships yeah. and stuff like that. So I like to get together with um, groups of friends and play new games, try everything. Um, yeah, what else, you know? What else, what else is there about me? What else is there about me? <laughs> um, I'm like getting married. That's a thing that's going to happen. It's not very untethered in time and no, space. No, but just so you know, like, there's... <laughs> She's either getting married or, or married. Or is married. Hmm, no, no. But anyway, it's just saying, like, there's, like, someone important in my life. And, yeah, yeah, I'm just living life. What about you? Tell me about yourself. Well, you know, so... I've had a, like a multiple jobs, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> really like, start least
0: to most favorite. Let's talk about <laughs> jobs. I've, I've done a little bit of everything right now. I'm working as a freelance, basically like social media person for people mm-hmm. and companies, which is really fun and really awesome. And mostly, not mostly, but one of the many reasons it's awesome is because I get to pick my own schedule and I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things you'll very quickly learn about me is I struggle in the morning and I can be up until like 5 a.m. and no problem. So, yeah, that's kind of a big thing about me. I have a lot of hobbies. Yeah, Like, I think every time you come over, not every time, but every couple months, you're like, oh, that's the new thing that you've done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, so I but I keep up. I do keep up with them. It's just like one always, always the focus of the moment. So I knit, I cross stitch, I paint. Now that one's well, you, I'm well, well, maybe not new. Maybe I've been <laughs> doing it a while. I don't know, but I paint. I yeah, I do a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then I guess I so in university I took a degree in dance and a degree in creative writing. So which is pretty cool. Yeah, at the same time, guys. At the yeah. same time. And I am an aspiring writer, so that that is like kind of like the long term career goal, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. But who knows by the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I, I so you'll hear me talk about that lots on the podcast is a lot about writing and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, I think that covers a lot of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And
1: I think, like, we also bond over board games and video games, too. Board games, it's not video games. Blocks. Yeah, I didn't
0: mention the video games, but I <clears> should. Uh, and this is, like, a slight plug for anyone else who is on there who might be interested in it. I do have another podcast. Podcasting is one of my hobbies, apparently. <laughs> so I have another podcast with uh, two other people who, um, yeah, play a lot of video games to varying extents. Uh, that one's a lot more chaotic than this podcast. It is all over the place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah that one's called the Crown heathen so you can check that out if you're interested in that or you can just stick to the books if that's
1: more your speed but yeah oh, I, I, I like the podcast it makes me laugh makes and me i laugh. learn new things about games
0: that's the goal <laughs> laughter and knowledge
1: cornerstones <laughs> of marissa <laughs> awesome <laughs> okay well, well the next one is like how we got into books and how about you I So I actually have
0: like a really vivid memory of being probably three or four. Like I was quite young and I didn't know how to read. Mm -hmm. And I would take out – because my mom was reading all the time. And so I just thought it was something that was like – It was such a cool thing that I couldn't do, right? And I knew it was cool because when my mom read to me, I really liked it and I wanted to be able to do it. So I used to take out this big book. It was this book of fairy tales we had. It was like old, falling apart, like all this stuff, right? And I would like pretend to read Mm -hmm. and I would just like tell her what I thought was happening based on the pictures. And I remember doing that like a lot. To the point where I was like, I am determined to learn how to read. So right before I started kindergarten, which I was very excited for because I knew I was going to learn how to read in kindergarten. I so was very excited for that. And I, we had this computer game and it was supposed to teach you how to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I played it for like so long and i would come up to my mom every like 20 minutes and be like mom i'm gonna learn how to read today and she was like
1: okay (laughs) sure
0: (laughs) but i was so determined to like figure out how to read because i wanted to read so badly and so i think when i just started reading Mm -hmm. like i just never stopped and then i remember getting really into i was really into like the babysitter's club and pony pals I don't oh, know if you ever read those. I don't ones. Know. Yeah, it was about these three girls who have ponies, <laughs> and they go on adventures. And those were like awesome. I loved those. And then, of course, when I was in like grade two or three, my brother was trying to read Harry Potter, and that was kind of the the big thing at the time. And and I remember him struggling with it, and I was like so determined to be like such a good reader mm-hmm. that I wanted to be able to read the book better than he did, which is like. <laughs> Not the nicest thing to want out of a girl. But I wanted to be like so good at it that I was like, because he's three years older than me that I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, oh, I can read the book that he can't. Like, that's how good I am at reading. And so I like read Harry Potter and I really, you know, fell in love with that. And then it was kind of over at that point. Like it was that was just part of my identity. Like I either had my Game Boy with me all the time or I had a book or both. So, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's why like I kind of was drawn to you when we first met because like I s- kind of I don't know like I probably took reading more serious around when we met yeah and like I was like reading more like fantasy books and stuff like the land of Elion and like that little trilogy that yeah. was just so cute I love it but um, yeah like I was just like more curious about reading and stuff but for me I kind of like I remember growing up and like reading like, you know, like Mickey Mouse and friend books and like, yeah. um like I have this cute little book. It was like bunnies and you like. It had a little story to it, but then you, like, looked for the carrots in each of the pictures. So, like, that was, like, probably the main reason I loved it. But anyways, like, it was just, like, a nice, like, thing to do with my, like, my parents and stuff like that. And then I kind of, like, went in waves of reading. Like, I would really find something I enjoy and, like, read that. But if it was, like, for school or something, I just, like, I would just, like, force myself to find a book that looked interesting and then try to read it in, like, your reading period or whatever. And I just, like, didn't enjoy it um until like yeah like 11 years old i started finding books that i actually enjoyed Mm -hmm. um what what did i read well land of alian which is like cute little fantasy about this girl who can like talk to animals which was Mm -hmm. like who doesn't want to talk to animals um and then there was this book um and then i like in grade seven i like found this book about this girl who was like same age as me and she was just going through like life stuff so i just Mm -hmm. like it was just like relatable so and that was like a huge series so i started reading all of that but it was like one of those ones where they have like 10 copies plus yeah like they're just short reads but then i was like yeah i'm not waiting for this to come out anymore so i moved on from that um and then yeah like i think i started getting into harry potter like shortly after that and then that was kind of That was kind of it, too. Like, I just realized that I really enjoyed reading and I could actually spend my extra free time doing it or, like, waiting between dance classes or, Mm -hmm. like... Pulling
0: Marissa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was just... It
1: worked. And, like, you know, I lived out of town, so it was, like, nice to just, like, read a book Mm -hmm. on your way home or whatever. Because at that time, we didn't have the smartphones they do these days. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the saddest days was when I started getting car sick.
0: Yeah. And I couldn't read in the car anymore. Yeah. And like that was upsetting to me as a child. I know. I've been
1: getting that a lot more recently too. Especially if like it's in the back, then I'm like back seat, then I'm like, yeah, we're just can't do this. Not gonna do that, unfortunately. So audiobooks. Audiobooks are an option. It's
0: true. (laughs) All right. So that kind of covers how we started reading. So how?
1: did we start this podcast well so my opinion <laughs> what happened was what happened was so me and marissa do this thing where and it's we haven't been doing it as much obviously because we have this podcast now to do it yeah but like marissa like lived in ontario you know like provinces away yeah. and then we would, like get together whenever she was back in town and just like just books around us and we would just like talk about all these new books <laughs> yeah that we've read or like whatever and what have you been reading lately like yeah. do you recommend any of them like yeah like what what's your favorite and like we would do this for hours and then one day marissa is like hey Megan, why don't we just record ourselves and do a little podcast on it yeah and i don't know that's how i remember it so i remember the time
0: that it happened Okay. Which is when I had just moved into my new house. And I hope that this gets solved soon, but I don't have a place to put my books. Mm -hmm. I don't have like a bookshelf or anything like that. And I'm trying to get one built, but that's a whole other story. And so they were all just like, we had like just unpacked. And so like they were all just like stacked on the floor. And I remember uh, both of our partners... Going off and talking about something else, like in the same room, but on the other end of the room, because I have like a very like large basement room. Mm -hmm. And me and you, I don't know why we do this, but like we literally like sat on the floor. There was no furniture. (laughs) We just sat on the floor in the books. Yeah. Like, and then I just kept grabbing random books and like pulling them out to show them or talk about them. And I was like, Oh, have you read this one? Like this one, and just going on and on about these books. And then I was just like, we should just do a podcast Mm -hmm. because we could just, like, set up a mic right now and uh, this would, like, we could just do exactly what we just did. And you were like... I would do that. And then I was like, I'm going to hold
1: you (laughs) to (laughs) that. Yeah. And then we figured it out from there. Well, you did most of the figuring out. I was kind of. We came up with the name. Clueless about everything. Yeah, Yeah. we did a name. You did a big
0: name, uh, like brainstorm with me. I remember that Uh, your partner was involved in that too, which was very fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we got it like narrowed down to a couple names and then we just kind of went for it. And I feel like that was why. And like the other reason I really wanted to do it, which is like not so much the how, but the why was because I was like I want to do this with more people Mm -hmm. because every once in a while we would get together and we'd be like oh have I told you about this yeah you have oh (laughs) you're like okay Okay. (laughs) do you want to hear about (laughs) it again (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's like I want to share this and I want to have other people join the conversation like I enjoy doing it so much with you and I will never not want to do it with you but I like I also want to share that with other people and like create a community and I feel like that was like the big sell was like I want this conversation to get larger and I want more people to tell us the good books that they're reading because I just like really want to talk about good books and I really want someone to go to when I'm like I didn't like that book like why didn't I like that book like and I'm gonna go and figure out why or like rant about it and somebody else is gonna be like I really like that book for this reason and reframes it and it's like so cool I just love talking about books like I love reading them I love talking about them I love owning them like I just think it's such a special way to connect with people. And I like yeah. that was my why as much as it was also the why of like, well we could just <laughs> put up a mic
1: and this would guess yeah. would be just, great. Just, yeah, someone will listen to it. <laughs> um and I think like that's why I do like again plugging in our, our socials, but Discord and Instagram yeah. and stuff. Like I I really do enjoy Discord after I figured out how to use it. Um <laughs> which was a steep learning. Yeah, theory. it was guys. Um but yeah, like it was really it's really fun to just be like okay, like we finish this book. like yeah. What are your thoughts on it? And then you can like, you don't have to wait to get together and talk about it. Like you can yeah. have it like in your hands. And- in your hands and like talking live about it. Like mm. I, I just got to
0: this part. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I love that so much. I also really love having like we do a book club. And Mm -hmm. so again, like a plug for that if you're interested and that just takes place on our discord, but I've really enjoyed like being able to hear other people's thoughts. Like I've said, there's been books where, you know, I've, I've been really like nervous to come in there and be like, Hey, I didn't like the beginning. And then everyone's like, yeah, no, I didn't either. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, One, so validating. And two, I love that we're like bonding over this, even though like then we're talking about our favorite parts and everyone has a different opinion there. And you know, like we're when somebody agrees with you, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like this was and then somebody else will say something and you're like, actually, that's true, too. Like, I didn't think about it that way. And I just
1: love that so much. Like, that's just so much fun for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's enough plugging our
1: own yeah I guess stuff go on to the next one and talk about why we like reading well I
0: think we were just getting to it which is I well like I like the act of reading I guess that was more like why I like books as like a way to connect with people but I like reading and I've always liked reading because I love the stories Mm -hmm. and I think it's become a lot more than not that it has to be more than that but I think it's become a lot more than that and a lot more multifaceted than that over the past couple of or like as I get older, like I definitely, there's other reasons why I do it. But that's always at the core of it. Like you'll hear me lots. And I do this lots where I'm like, that wasn't a very good book, but I liked the story. So I finished it for the story. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that wasn't a very good book, but the characters were so interesting that I did want to see where they ended up. And like, that's why when I like review books too, I I do like breaking it down into categories because I feel like sometimes I really do want something that's beautifully written And I want something that's like, you know, perfect prose and, you know, it's got the good rhythm and the good pacing and it's got the best, you know, figure of speeches and like, it's just beautiful. It's like reading poetry. It's so decadent. But then other times I'm like, I just want a good story. Mm -hmm. I just want to root for someone or I want to be in a cool world. And like, I don't really care if the writing doesn't live up to like the imagination part, but I just need it to be big and beautiful and like intriguing. Mm-hmm. and i feel like that is always gonna be at the heart of it like okay. I definitely read more for like characters than plot but like I love a good story everybody lo- like i just that's yeah. why i read yeah um and yeah like that was a lot
1: so i'll let you go <laughs> <laughs> no i described it well I think I'm the same like i think for me it was kind of like my escape yeah from- I-, I feel like that's why I started for yeah sure. like definitely start it's just like and like just like knowing that people can think of these things like these stories Mm -hmm. and these worlds and these people and i just like i just thought that was so fun and like it's just like i don't know it's just like amusement for your brain obviously so it just like i just enjoy doing it yeah i like the the escapism was
0: like always why i read when i was younger because i just liked feeling like it was real Mm -hmm. like that's what my favorite part was all the time like i just and i love that it can be as real as i make it and i get like some say in how i imagine it but like also yeah like it's so impressive how many people have created these big big worlds and these huge stories and it's just like so amazing that's awesome okay so i think that covers why we like reading okay this one's a big one (laughs) <laughs> so what are your top five reads oh gee you know what this one's hard because like we ha- like we've not had a lot of time to think about these questions so i don't know w- do you want to start with like one that's definitely on your list
1: um well i think like i can for sure say um sabriel by garth nix i would say that's definitely in the top five yeah i think that's been pretty obvious <laughs> um and I'll definitely like that's one book I'll always recommend to anyone who loves the fantasy genre. How about you?
0: Uh, I think I w- well I would agree. So Sabriel w- would also be on my list. Like I mm-hmm. just think it's such a good fantasy read. I think if I'm not going to take that one because I'm not going to double up on yours, I would <laughs> say probably Lord of the Rings.
1: Okay, yeah, it's a good choice.
0: Uh, and that. I, I just I think it's such a vast world and while the fandom does have like not so great parts of it I do think it's really cool what fans do with the with the world and how invested they get with it like I think that that's super fun plus i yeah I just i really love the fantasy feel of the high fantasy world it's it's really amazing
1: I like that I've never read it. I know you haven't
0: and I want you to (laughs) read it. But like I also like it's one of those books that like I love and I don't know, like I wouldn't push on anyone. Mm -hmm. But I will say and I I feel like I want to say this every time it comes up. I feel like a lot of people get very intimidated by Mm it. Yeah. It's kind of a class. Well, it is a classic. And also it's just such a like large high fantasy world. And I would just say like if you can get through other high fantasy worlds or like any sort of fantasy where there's a lot of. Like, there's a lot going on in terms of, like, a magic system or something like that. You can get through Lord of the Rings. Like, it is not, I I don't know. I kind of wish people didn't think it was so intimidating, but I totally understand why people think it's so intimidating, but it is a really, really good story, and it's really well-written, so it's it's really easy to get pulled into it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't love it, that's okay, too. Like, that's fine. But, like, I do wish people, like, I, I get this a lot. People are, like, very intimidated about it for several reasons. It is big. Like, it's thick. <laughs> it's a thick one. So, like, you do have to kind of, like, be ready for that. But I think it's totally worth it.
1: Yeah. One day.
0: One day we'll get there.
1: Uh, I would say my next one would be, or like, obviously in no particular order, um, <laughs> that comes to mind, though, is Ninth House by Leah Bardugo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, we've read that in our book club. Yeah. And I, it's something that had been on my list for a long time because I've yeah. read Leah Bardugo in the past. This is one of her first adult novels. So, mm-hmm. it ended up, yeah, like, I just, like, loved everything about it. I loved Obviously, the story, I like just, it's just good. If you're interested in reading it, I definitely recommend you do it because it's worth it. I love that. I think the next one on my list is I'm going to stick with the classics
0: first. I feel like that's easy. I'm going to go with Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of a nostalgic recommendation. It's like a nostalgic top five of choice. But I really love it because and I've said this before, but this was like the moment where I was I realized that classics could be read like I could read classics and really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so powerful. I also love that you can read it in so many different like for so many different outcomes. So like it's such a good plot and it's such a good story, but the characters are so good and the writing is so stunning and if you really want to sit there and analyze it, like like I can analyze the hell out of that first page and how it compares and contrasts like throughout and it's setting up Jane's character, but I can also just read it as a story and not take all that depth if I'm just looking for kind of like that surface level, which there's nothing wrong with. And so I just think there's so many ways to get an enjoyable read out of it, that like I just always have fun whenever I pick up even just a passage from it. Mm -hmm. I just
1: always enjoy
0: it. So that's definitely one of them.
1: Good choice. Thank you. My next one I think would be um, The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan He. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised with that. No. I think that, I don't know, it was kind of like out of like a, out of my typical genre and typical reading mm-hmm. that I was doing at the time that I picked it up and it is like a little bit of a sci-fi sort of dystopian ish book mm-hmm. um about a couple sisters and yeah it was just like so well written like i mm-hmm. i just i just loved it it has probably one of the best like um ambiguous endings that i've read in a very long time yeah so if you like that kind of stuff i suggest it for sure yeah i think it's powerful when a book makes you like something you
0: don't normally like Mm -hmm. i think that and it's such a cool feeling
1: yeah like if it was easy for me to be like hey what's other books that are very similar to this then i would probably have read all of them immediately after yeah um so my
0: next one is going to be this is how you lose her by juno diaz um and the reason i like this book and I've actually read it multiple times according to my story graphic account. <laughs> <laughs> Is it's it's kind of a collection of short stories, but they're they're all interwoven. They're like they, they have the same character like similar characters or like not similar, but they have characters that weave into each one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's all taking place in the same world and and they're all kind of connected, even if they're connected in some small way. And it's all about these relationships that are either doomed to fail failing or have failed and so you're just kind of seeing them at different stages in the relationship and how they're going to and you see how they broke down or how they're going to break down and you definitely see it's just like the way it expresses the humanity of like also people who are just like doing their best but like their best is just definitely not good enough kind of thing is so interesting and so powerful and it's so beautiful every time I read it.
1: Sounds like a nice a nice book. Nice one. Um, my next one would be The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Okay. So that is like a prequel to the Hunger Games series, which loved the Hunger Games series too. Um, I would say, I would definitely recommend reading the Hunger Games before you read this book. Uh, Just because like then you get more of that world building and you kind of already like you kind of get to see how the Hunger Games ended up where it did. Mm -hmm. And also because it follows President Snow, too. So it's just like you are kind of getting that villain, villain backstory, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you kind of like that stuff. So I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think I was just like really impressed with how Suzanne wrote President Snow, like to the point where he was like you almost like sympathized with him mm-hmm. for his actions, but it was also like it just everything he did and how the book ended, like it just made so much sense. Like it just like it it like it just worked for him. Like mm-hmm. that's how his story was supposed to go. Fascinating. I I love that you love that book so much. It's just I I <laughs> I recommend it. If you read The Hunger Games, you should definitely read that. All right.
0: So the next one I would recommend is The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. Uh, So this is a collection of reviews about a variety of things that are involved in the human existence. So he reviews things like Diet Dr. Pepper and, you know, theme parks and, you know, the like... I think at one point he, like, reviews wind or something like that, like, concepts. And, <laughs> and he just, like, goes into the history of these things and why they're potentially, like, problematic or, like, why it's, like, a little bit more nuanced of, like, a kind of journey or whatever. And I just think there's, like, first of all, John Green is just, like, to me, just such a beautiful writer. And the other thing was, is it was just so hopeful and poignant. And like, I just sat there and I would be laughing and I would literally be crying, like ugly crying. And like the power of somebody making me ugly cry while reading a book is is just like substantial. Um, and I can't not recommend it.
1: Yeah. You've talked about that one a lot. And yeah, I have. It is, you, do, you do sell it. I do sell it. That's my job. (laughs) To sell John Green. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I Uh, would thrive in that job. would. maybe that'll be my next one. (laughs) That could be your next podcast. Why you should read John Green. Just just John Green. Yeah, specifically. Um, I think my fifth one, like it's kind of hard. Like there's a few that obviously I wanna. Yeah, the last one's the
0: hardest because now we gotta like close it out.
1: (sighs) Figure out what I like. I would say this one's hard. This one's hard. Uh, I'm going to say Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. Yeah, you talk about that one a lot, too. Yeah, and it's kind of like the other ones were kind of like fantasy and all of that, but this one is more of a murder mystery thriller type of vibe, and it just encompasses everything that I like about that genre.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was a little bit spooky. I like me some spooks, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I definitely recommend anyone who likes reading a good thriller to check that one out.
0: All right. I'm having... it. Um, I'm actually having, like, a lot of trouble with the last one. So, <laughs> I actually think I'm going to throw it out to one that, ironically enough, I I didn't give five stars to when I reviewed it. And I still stand by that review. And yet, it was, like, also one of my top reads, um, which is Daughter of the Moon Goddess mm-hmm. by Su Lin Tan. And the reason... I didn't give this 5 stars was because of the beginning. I felt like it was just a little bit too quick. Everything happened a little bit too fast and I needed like a moment to settle in before kind of things started progressing. And that aside, the rest of the book is so stunning. It's it's one of those books where I feel like it could have easily been split into like 3 books and yet it, I'm so happy it wasn't because it makes so much more of an impact in one story, mm-hmm. but there's so many twists and turns in the in the plot that I was always engaged with that. The characters were so stunningly written and, like, because you see them over the course of several years, you really do see, like, a lot of character growth, which is really fabulous. And that is all backed on this, like, very magical worlds in which you're literally following the daughter of the moon goddess and her attempts to like clear her mother's name and the infusion of magic and yet the way it felt so realistic was so masterfully done that like I remember being like I just wanted that right from the beginning like why why didn't you just give me like like a little bit more of a time to breathe in the beginning because I feel like everything would have felt so much better paced at the start Mm And yet it's still like one of the books I think about all the time. Plus, and this is totally just a cherry on top. It is one of the most gorgeous books. Yeah, it is. Like you don't have to have a special copy of it to just have this gorgeous book. So I do love that.
1: I still haven't read that one either.
0: Yeah, you need to read that one. I feel like that one's actually, like, higher on your list than yeah. Lord of the Rings because I just think you'll enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very Sailor Moon-esque, but not at all. <laughs> is how I love to describe it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that. All right. And then... Around genres. Genres, yeah. F- top five, I guess. Top five. So, uh, this
0: one's easy and hard for me because I read a lot of genres, and I feel like it's going to be easy, hard for you because you... Don't read a lot of genres. So I'd say like fantasy is definitely like one of my favorites to always go back to. Yeah. I do appreciate romance and I'm coming to appreciate and like come to terms with the fact that I love romance Mm -hmm. novels a lot more. Uh, I'm a big fan of poetry. I always have like kind of one that I'm like about to read or like is kind of right there on my TBR. Um, In case I need to grab it, which sounds silly, but it's like a security blanket almost. (laughs) And I would say other than that, like I could go for almost anything. But I think I think there's something to be said about uh, dark academia, Mm -hmm. which I do really enjoy. And I'm going to go with the last one. I'm just going to say like a classic period
1: piece. Love that for me. Love that for you. Thank you for you. <laughs> I, I would say fantasy. Yeah, definitely is my go-to. Um, this is hard. Uh, thrillers, murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say those are two separate genres. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'll they, accept it. Though they're very close. Um, what else do I like? Just like dystopian. I haven't read a lot of those. Recently, it's but hard to find like a really good one, but I feel yeah, like when they hit, they hit. Yeah, like if there was like the next Hunger Games or Divergent or something it's out gonna in be the world, on your list. yes, like, I would read it. Um, I've started to read more like horror books or like classified as horror mm-hmm. versus thriller, they're different, they're different. <laughs> No, they are though. <laughs> yeah, they're just so everyone knows they're different. Um, and so that's like kind of been fun because like I watch a lot of horror movies, so like to compare it my like visceral reactions to what happens in books versus movies is kinda like interesting. Like I haven't read like anything super scary yet, but mm. I'm hoping to find something that'll i be like, Oh, that's kinda creepy. I'm gonna close my closet door tonight because I'm afraid of what's in there. I love how you're looking for that. Yeah, uh, that's, like, I just, I just want to find something. I could something never. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and then probably, like, my last one, I would be, I don't know, like, I'm starting to get more into romance and stuff, like, just mm-hmm. strict romance. They're really fun to read and easy to read. And, yeah, it's just, like, accepting that, like, no, Megan, they aren't just Nora Roberts books that your mom read all the time. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of difference in it now,
0: and I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, I've been really enjoying like just embracing that mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you there. All right. The next one is just a tip or tips for new readers. Jeez. Um, I, do you want me to go first? You go first. Because yeah. I have one. So I would just say um, just like if you're trying to cultivate a reading habit, that's different. But like I really try not to stay like to stay away from the guilting. Like, don't go into the Mm. guilting yourself for not reading. Mm -hmm. I actually see this on, like, social media and people will be like, just a reminder, you put down your phone and pick up a book. And I'm like, I understand that, like, that is kind of what, like, some people need and I'm not harping on it that much. But, like, I really, like, sometimes it's okay to not read and it's also okay to read and like yeah if you just like need a minute on your phone that's okay like i don't really like it's just like there's a lot of guilt around it and i feel like and it's not going to help you in the long run it's not going to help you like cultivate a habit you actually really like
1: yeah because the more guilty you feel about not reading the less you're gonna read yeah and like to piggyback off that like yeah just find what works for you because like I I read at the gym too. I you know like that's the only time I read that week is when I'm like on the treadmill. Then that's what I'm gonna do. Or if I only can read half a chapter before bed before I'm tired, like like, that's what you can do. That's what I can do. I've even downloaded audiobooks and went for walks because I just like for me personally, like that's what I need to like just get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like starting with what interests you like don't pick up a book because it's really popular right now or because yeah like yeah it's nice when your friends recommend a book to you but if you really don't like the idea of what that book's about then don't like pressure yourself and don't feel bad for not finishing the book yeah as much as i don't dnf yeah don't make that your policy yeah because you will hate reading like you will you you just like slowly hate it yeah yeah I
0: would say I also it's not a firm and fast rule that I don't DNF I just don't usually end up doing it yeah so like I like if you don't really want to DNF it try to stick it out but like I wouldn't make it a hard and fast rule you can always come back to it later too like that's my thing yeah exactly
1: you always come back to it you didn't DNF you hit pause <laughs> yeah and even if you finish it and you're like what did I just read you can always reread it too totally totally
0: Okay, so we're kind of closing in on our time. So we're going to try to get through a couple questions a little faster, if we'll that's try. cool. We'll try. So your favorite movie adaptation.
1: I would We have a whole podcast episode about this as well. So
0: maybe just like the top one.
1: Yeah, a top one. I don't know. The one that just comes to my mind right now is Emma. I don't know. I liked that one. Actually, I didn't I really think about that one. It. it was good. I would say that's probably just the one that I would definitely recommend people who've read the book to watch that.
0: What about you? I actually really want to take that answer. <laughs> I will say I don't think one, one that doesn't get as much attention is uh, um, uh, Jane Eyre. Okay. So that was actually a really wonderful adaptation. And if you don't know anything of the book, I feel like it would be fun because it is actually framed up a little bit like horror-esque. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy that because that
1: is kind of the feeling you get while reading the book. So I really did enjoy that um i guess i should clarify emma was it 2019 yes sorry there's multiple emma adaptations (laughs) yes a lot of them are really good but like that one's definitely yeah yeah, i I definitely liked that
0: one Mm -hmm. all right next one is
1: favorite copy of a book
0: Okay. So I just I've, I've signed up for like book subscriptions. So I've been getting a lot of like really cool copies of books lately. Yeah. I will say probably one of my favorite books that I own right now is actually a copy that I have of The Princess Bride. Okay. Which mm-hmm. it is a beautiful hardbound. It's huge. It's like not the it's bigger than the average size book. So it looks like a fairy tale storybook and it's like brown um like a brown cover with like gold lettering and it looks like a fairy tale like it looks so cool and there's drawings and sc- like that's
1: probably my favorite copy of any book i own mm-hmm. Ah, that one so- is so pretty i've seen it i love yeah. it it's not in here that's why you can't find yeah, it yeah <laughs> like, it's not here but i've <laughs> <It's> seen downstairs. <laughs> it downstairs i for me so i'm not much of like a Like, I'm not as big of a, like, book collector as you, so I don't have anything, like, very specific that comes to mind. I do like, like, you got me the Sabriel series. I really like them because they all, like, they're all beautiful covers and they all just, Mm -hmm. like, are very cohesive. But I will say, and it's really sad because I don't have it anymore. I have no idea where it went, but the original copy I have is Sabriel. was probably my favorite. And it's, like, if you look at it, like, it's super generic. It's old. It's old. But it was, like, to me, it was just, like, well loved and like you know you could tell that i read it and i enjoyed Mm it yeah and i just loved having it and then so i did buy the same like copy of it Mm -hmm. when i found it but it's just like yeah it's just like it's never gonna be the same but i just really liked it because it was just like simple but it's just like carries such a like beautiful story in it and you wouldn't expect it
0: i love that i love the way you described that all right, so what is your... If you had to pick one have-to-read book recommendation, what would it be? It's a big one. That is a big one. Do you have one? I feel like I would want to know more about the person Yeah. before I actually give this like full recommendation. If I'm going to say just one and not know anything about the person, I would say I would probably recommend... Ooh, I kind of want to say... I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I
0: actually, I don't know. I'm going
1: to take the easy way out and say Harry Potter.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fair. I feel like I kind of want to say, oh God, I don't know. I feel like maybe I just want to say. Would you say like a
1: classic? I mean, I know that's not
0: for everyone, but like sometimes. Yeah. I feel like I would probably say Jane Eyre. Like, yeah. I think that that would be my, like, top recommendation. Just go into that with a really
1: open mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone should read it. There you go. There you go, folks. Go read Jane Eyre and Harry Potter. <laughs> Those are our top recommendations. There you go. <laughs> uh, how do you mark your pages while reading? Um, Just whatever's lying around me.
0: Whatever's lying around me. And then I just yeah. put
1: it in the book. I
0: used to use a dollar American bill, which mm-hmm. we are Canadian, if that's not obvious already. Uh, but yeah a dollar american bill because they work really nicely by the way uh generally though it is literally whatever i can find which lately has been post-it notes okay yeah lots of post-it notes stuck in books yeah.
1: i think my most recent one has been a lululemon tag nice yeah classic and, and they're pretty nice now because they're like they're like thick they're like hard yeah no 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 they're so, like good quality I like it. I like
0: it. I will vouch for the post-it note because you can stick it to the back of the book while you're
1: reading and then you can just like, yeah, it's kind of nice. And you don't lose it. Mm -hmm, You don't lose it. I've had that where I'm like for like five seconds. I'm like, oh my God, I need to go find a new bookmark. I need to go grab a new piece of something random. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. What's the longest book you've ever read?
0: Okay. So I feel like this has to be a game of thrones book that sounds about right i feel like i feel like that is definitely okay yeah so i just looked it up i am right so the most pages i've read in one book was 1100 specifically 1177 pages which is the third a song of ice and fire book a storm of swords wow yeah the second one by the way is also the second and third longest ones I've read are also George R. 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 Martin
1: really yeah
0: it's it's uh number four in the series and number two and then it's Sarah J. Moss
1: <laughs> which I don't know so I'm gonna say like my longest is House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. so Moss. I'm actually
0: gonna say oh that that is correct because I was just about to be like actually that's wrong so the longest one because I have sorry <laughs> you've read this book although i guess your copy was probably not this long but they yeah. have harry potter number five listed as 870 pages oh i mean i don't have it on my story yeah. graph, so, so that's probably whereas why. uh crescent city is 816 mm-hmm. but I, I know it depends on the copy so you that's might true i feel like you might be right i was gonna say the seventh
1: of throne of glass was the longest but then i remembered you never actually read it finished it well yeah and that's the thing like i feel like so i was looking at the Dragon Republic, which is the second book of the Poppy War, and that one was only 658 pages, but I feel like it felt longer yeah. than, say, the Crescent City number one, Yeah. which it probably was like word length. I don't know the word length, but definitely it by depends, pages. Yeah, it depends on so much of, like how mm-hmm. much like the font size
0: and the page thickness yeah. and like, like everything and like how big they feel versus
1: how... It's wild, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess like Crescent City or probably Harry Potter. Fifth one, you
0: said? The fifth one. Yeah. Order of the Phoenix. That sounds about right. Fantastic. Okay. So, top three authors you always buy. I feel like I'm going to shorten this one to your top author that you always buy.
1: I will say Susan Denard. Oh, very good. So, she's written, like I just got her newest book, The Luminaries. Yeah. And then she also has um, like the Truth which I guess it's the Witchland series. So that's kind of how I found her. And then she has a couple other series as well. And if she has something new, I'm buying it. Love that. What about yours? Uh, I'm going to
0: just go with the obvious answer at this point, which is John Green. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot climbing up the list, but I don't think he's ever going to be not a Mm buy. And he's been there
1: for a while. So, yeah. There you go. Last question? Yeah. The last question is, what's the coolest bookstore you've been to? So this one, there's a lot. There's Mm -hmm.
0: been a lot of cool bookstores I've been in, but the coolest one I've ever been into is in Edinburgh, and it's called Armchair Books. How cute. And I found it when I was taking a creative writing course in Scotland, and I kind of just like walked into it with a group of people and it's literally like a book maze. So it is floor to ceiling books. And when I say floor to ceiling books, like they are like spilling off of the shelves and, you know, like you walk under an arch and at the top, there's like three rows of books. That's cool. And you're just like, it's like being in a blanket of books. Like that's how it felt. And it smells so good in there, <laughs> which is such a weird thing to say. But like also when I went to go buy a book there, I didn't know where to go because like you, it was like kind of hard. Like it's actually hard to see where the like register is because it's like also surrounded by books. <laughs> it's like a little cutout, out. Um, and then they have a section um, like when you first walk in, it's like all of the newer books and the children and the teen. And then you walk kind of like through the whole thing and in this like second section it's just really old books Mm -hmm. and they had some like very old books some of them were in cases some of them were just on shelves and I just remember being so sad that I didn't have like space for all of them or let alone money to bring them all back with me like I just like that was so cool yeah
1: it was just such a cool store sounds really nice I want to go there yeah I would say the coolest one for me and I'm gonna Butcher the pronunciation. So it's in Venice, Italy, and it's Libreria Aqua Alta. And so what's cool about it is so in Venice, there's flooding that yeah. happens. So the book owners of this place decided to have like they just have like different ways to protect these books from getting wet. So they have like um, a gondola full of books, or they have like a boat full of books, like just like things like that. Um, that being said, like i didn't want to buy anything from there because like the books are like there are a lot of books not in great shape yeah which like those ones aren't for sale i guess i should say but there's like a staircase that's made of books which is super cool because you can like walk up and look like over the venice waterways and stuff mm-hmm. um but you just like feel so bad for the books because they're, they're <laughs> just like, like such rough shape but it's also this. like it's just a cool idea yeah um And, like, obviously, if you ever get a chance to go to Venice, highly recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. They have, like, cats hanging around and which I love. I love that. And, yeah, it was just it's like a super cozy, like, interesting place to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Amazing.
0: I love that. Okay. Well, Megan, that pretty much brings us to the end of this one. Do you feel like people know us a little bit
1: better? I hope so. I mean, there's, we're just such complex people. Such complex people. That's no, the gist of it, I think. <laughs> I, mean, <that's> the gist.
0: <laughs> I will say if there's anything you're ever curious about or uh, if you're curious about how this works, we'll actually explain it. So normally we draw a topic from our book Jar, which is a physical jar that we have sitting next to us. And then we will do that at the end of each episode usually right now and you know so you'll know what's kind of coming up in the future but also um yeah you can request those topics so you can send those into our instagram account which we are at the book jar pod definitely do that because we love getting questions from people uh and we've gotten a few in the past and they've been really really good and mm-hmm. so we'd love to get those ones we do have other ones obviously in the jar to make sure that we always have a topic But the ones from the readers are almost so much better than the ones we come up with. So Yes. (laughs) And I will say if there's anything else you want to know about us, go check us out on Discord and go yeah, ask us there because we're pretty friendly people. So just, uh, yeah, we hang out there. Uh, That's also where we have a little community of book lovers right now. And we have our book club as well. So feel free to join and participate as much or as little as you want. You can just read some comments every once in a while or you can... Start a conversation if that's more your speed. So whatever you want there, no pressure either way. Um, But yeah, you can find that in the description of this podcast episode. And it's also linked on our Instagram account as well. Anything else we should mention? I think you've covered it. I think I did. I feel like I talked for like twenty minutes there. So that no. was like really good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're very succinct, you know? Yeah. You got yeah. it down. Well, it's because to-
0: podcasting is a hobby of mine. So yeah.
1: So it comes
0: naturally. Comes naturally there. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, thank you so much for listening and keep on reading. Keep on reading on. Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Megan! Keep on
1: reading on. Keep I reading on and on and on
0: and on 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 and That and that and on and on and
1: horribly playing peep the banjo. On, reading on, you don't know how to play the banjo, right? I don't know how to play any string instruments. Mm. Um you do. Well you did at one point. I don't know if you s- still do. I-,
0: I could pick up a violin and play it.
1: Yeah. I think you should I think
0: you should make our new theme song. I think we should leave that to the professionals that we paid
1: money I for. Have a clarinet. We
0: could start a band. There we <laughs> go. That'll be my next hyperfixation. How about that? <gasps> Yeah, we'll start a band, violin. And then we can, after it inevitably fails, we can start a podcast. Yeah. We call it How Our Band Failed.
1: We could tell you what, what not to do if you want to be successful. What not to do successful. when making a band. Yeah. And it's everything we did. I don't know. That's, that's, that's all I got. That's step
0: one. Don't do that.
1: That's what a banjo sounds like in my head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's stop it. <laughs>
0: Do do, do 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 Oh, the mic's not even in front of you. I don't know what I'm doing.